have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me fill you in on a few things. Like first and foremost, it's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor is going to distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's so easy, even somebody like me can do it. Now download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And I know you hear me. (laughs) We're halfway to Halloween. And if you can't wait that last six months for your spooky fix, then you need to check out Malice Haunted Attraction in Belfast, Tennessee. They're open on Friday, May 13th and Saturday, May 14th from 7 to 10.30 p.m. Their tickets are only $20. And oh, they're going to have concessions. They're going to have a DJ. And they're going to have my favorite, the Last Ride Casket Simulator. (laughs) If you're brave enough, go to MaliceHauntedAttraction.com and get your tickets now. (laughs) Stay spooky. <laughs> it's time to get spooky with tales from the hunt from the heart of Music City in Nashville, Tennessee. Straight out of the Flynn Hendrix Enterprise Studios, we bring you our host. Just Jeff and Flynn Hendrix for Tales from the Haunt. <laughs> All right, everybody, we're back with another spooky episode of Tales from the Haunt. Ooh. And this time you're hearing me, Just Jeff. And over here next to me, we have. Um, where, are you over there? I know you hear me. I'm over here. It's Flynn <laughs> Hendricks. I'm here somewhere, you know, just floating around doing spooky things. Oh, okay. So there you are. <laughs> um, he's not going to be like me and hiding in the background this time. So um, tonight, this evening, this spooky afternoon, whatever you want to call it. This not all Hallow's <laughs> Eve, but possibly all Easter's Eve, maybe? Some, some spooky name we'll come up with down the road. Is it Dog Easter? We're going to get this out of the way what do, early. What do you hunt? What do you hunt on Dog Easter? I don't know. What does the Easter doggy deliver to the kids? Dogs do lay eggs. Once a year. I knew it. Once a year. <laughs> Once a year they do it. I told you. I told you. All right. So anyway, um, tonight we're going to uh, bypass all the formalities. I think everybody has heard it enough. Um, that stuff's going to be in the show notes, you know, all the legality, technical, mumbo jumbo stuff. Yep. Um, so we're just going to jump right into it, and I'm going to get into the introduction for our guest tonight, because this one is one that I am super excited about. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me put a quick break on it right there. Now, you know we can't go that far without giving a quick word to the Gimme Back My Podcast Network. This is Charlie with Gimme Back My Action Movies. And Dan. Join us every two weeks as we dive into the classic action movies of the 80s and 90s. That's right, Charlie. But we also take a look at some of the current films out there that still has those nostalgic feels for us. Exactly. So make sure you find us on all your major podcasting platforms. And check us out over on Facebook. We have a group where the conversation's always going 24-7. We're having a good time. I think so. I'll be back. And we're back. Jeffro, take us back into it. I didn't mean to put a break on you there, but... Got to do it so they don't crack the whip on us. Let's jump right back into the fun stuff. (laughs) All right. So tonight we have somebody that I have had the pleasure of meeting several times at our haunt. Um, I've been in contact with him, you know, over the past several months about being on the podcast and things like that. Um, Not only is this guy a, I'm going to say former scare actor because he still scare acts from time to time. Whenever he's not dealing with the um, operation side of things from his home haunt, um, Malice Haunted Attraction in Belfast, Tennessee. He is also the owner of McSlaughter Emporium 
that makes costume designing and things like that. Awesome, awesome costume. But um, I want to introduce to you my good friend, Rob Osborne. Rob, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing outstanding. How about y'all? Oh, you know, we're just here living through all the technical issues and trying to get things going, you know. The ghost of uh, technical interfaces past won't leave us alone. But <laughs> other than that, we're doing good. And, you know, like Jeff said, we're just excited to to have this conversation because, truth be told, you were one of the first guests we booked. And it's kind of just been like, man, like just counting down because we keep seeing it on the calendar and it's finally here. So let, let, let's jump right into it, man. I know Jeff is more familiar with you, so I'm going to let him kind of steer the the majority of the conversation i'm just excited to get to know you more and hear more about your story so i'm just going to be sitting here taking it in as i can that's awesome so big question that i, I want to start out with is the one that we always go to is what got you into haunted things and, and spooky things you know what what got you started with take take us all the way back to the beginning of where you started in the mm-hmm. haunted, haunted world well that's actually a, a, a great story. It's actually a, a very long story. Well, I'm going to give you the short, short, chopped up version. <laughs> My mother is credited for creating this monster, so to speak. No pun intended. <laughs> um, <laughs> many years ago, I had a brother who was in a car accident. And um, when he was in the hospital, my mother, he had a brain injury, you know, terrible tragedy, but hey, you know, it, it's all good. So, she would decorate his room all out for Christmas and Halloween and like all the niche cool stuff from Walmart and Halloween express and all that stuff. And so a lot of the nurses would bring their kids by. And this was, man, I'm gonna put a date on myself. This was, uh, I may have been 16, 17, somewhere. And I was real young. And so it moved from that. She started doing a bathroom. So the haunt started in a nursing home bathroom. I had a couple cousins. They were dressed up. It was all kid stuff, right? So my mom dressed up as a spooky witch, you know? And so she'd hand out candy. It was great. And as it progressed, she wound up going to the administrative nurse. I wanted to put her in a bigger room. And she did a little bigger. And then I was like, I saw these people. And I'm thinking, hey, we should take this home and do a front yard haunt. And so that's when we moved home. Uh, we did the, the front yard haunt, all kid stuff, you know, um, all free we did popcorn and juice boxes as opposed to candy. Nice. And then somebody screwed up and made the comment, why don't you do something more scary? And once I got bit by the haunt bug, I haven't turned around and I've been doing this for 15 years <laughs> doing the, the main stuff. So it went from uh, a front yard to a backyard garage to the backyard and the garage and then just progressed. And then I, uh, uh, I left there once it got too big and, Helped start a local haunt, Andrew Springs. We did that for six years, and then I went down. Actually, actually helped start up Doomsday. If y'all know Doomsday Haunt down in Ardmore, mm-hmm. real good friends with Eric Riley down there, and so uh, helped him with that. And then uh, come back, and we started Malice, and we come back and went back to my mother's backyard, which was three quarters of an acre, and rocked it, and then purchased the land I'm at now, and the rest is history. Man, so that's awesome. You know, it's. It's always interesting to hear people's stories on how they got into the haunt world mm-hmm. because, you know, everybody starts in so many different ways, but it all leads yeah. up to the same thing for the love of the haunt. Absolutely. But, and it's actually, on a side note, my mother actually still helps me. So oh, she still comes awesome. out here and, and helps run business. the concessions, man. That's yeah, awesome. she said, I keep telling her every year it's her last year, I'm going to fire her. But how do you fire somebody <laughs> that don't get paid? So I, I got a question in in the regard to everything that you just laid out from, you know, taking it from the nursing home to your house and then to the eventual attractions that you did as well. What all goes into that? And does it get to a point where you have to start like having multiple people help you so that you're not carrying this entire load and all the pressure on yourself? And if so, how do you distribute that so that, you know, like things are being covered and you're also not like overworking and overstressing yourself? So obviously when it was in a backyard or in a garage, it was a lot easier for me oh, yeah. to, to handle a lot of things. Well, now I'm, you know, I've got 17 acres out here and I utilize probably five or six acres and all the structures built. I have to rely on certain people. They're mm-hmm. my go-to and believe it or not, I have been extremely blessed and lucky to have an amazing crew. 
I mean, I will, as far as just actor side alone, I've got actors that I'll put up against any haunted house. They're, 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 they're passionate. They love it. And I've got some standouts that, that love it just as much as me. They'll devote their time. They'll come out here. Like I said, I've got a tech guy. He does yep. all my lighting, all my tech stuff. It's like, Hey, I build a scene. It's like, Hey, I need you to put lights in here. And he goes at it. Um, I've got a builder that has been with me since almost day one. And he spends as much time out here as I do. And, um, they're awesome i couldn't do it without my crew malice is is awesome but without my crew it's it's just a rocky piece of property with a bunch of buildings on it absolutely yep yeah um and i've always said that too to our new actors that come in and things like that you know it's i always tell them you know with without you inside and without the ones outside all we have is a really cool building yeah I mean, yeah. and, and even then I take that one step further and say, even without the event staff outside, we have nothing but chaos. So I mean, <laughs> pretty much it takes a village. Yeah. It takes a village. Oh, it does. It really does. You know, the, the big thing that I want to hit on from where you told me you got your start from was what, what made you decide to go from being a haunt owner to wanting to branch out and start doing costume design? So that too has a great story. This past year, uh, and by the way, I'm actually co-owner. I'm not just the owner. I'll okay, be sure okay. to put that out there. So I, I was pa- lucky I enough to, to the other to the other side. Then uh, Jamie Janine is her name. She's awesome. Okay, okay. So she was actually she actually stumbled upon. Um, she's from Shelbyville, and she actually was friends with some people, and she got involved. She actually come down here, and I met her. And she's a professional photographer and um, we got to talking and she told me that she made her own costume. And so ever since the, the second trip I made to Transworld, I've gone to Transworld for 12 years. Ever since the second trip I've made to Transworld, I've always wanted to vend. I've always wanted to sell at Transworld. It's been kind of a little mini dream of mine. I've approached other people. Nobody took the bait. Well, me and Jamie are standing here in the line and we got to talking and I was looking at her costume and she told me, she did costumes for over 20 years. She sold costumes. Uh, I forgot the name of her company, but she made kids costumes and she did um, Renaissance costumes. And I was like, wait a minute. And I said, so, and she has an extreme passion for the horror industry. So I was like, Hey, they got this show. It's called trans world, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then McSlaughter's Emporium was born. Um, she jumped in in two months, we built the booth and made all the costumes that we made to sell there. And, um, you know, we've posted them on Facebook and everything and it's, it's done really well. It's, uh, I'm stoked. She's excited. We're moving into a bigger location so she can make more and have more room. And like I said, she is a full-time photographer. So she does some, I heard your last guest was doing some, um, creepy photos, if you will. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And see, she does, uh, she does all that stuff. So, uh, that's pretty much how it happened. I met her, I saw her talent and I have the contact. She didn't even hurt trans world. She was like, I didn't know this exists. Wow. And so, uh, wow. I was like, well, let me just tell you. And this year was her first year at trans world. And it was, uh, it was crazy, but it was, it was amazing. And, um, you know, it's, it had a good, we, it, it worked out well for us. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. And, and yeah, I know, you know, I was up there. I didn't get to go to the trade floor or the show floor. But um, as you know, I was up there texting you the whole time I was sitting out in the lobby going, hey, what are you doing? You know, that kind of thing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was crazy, man. It was crazy. Oh, I know. Um, and, you know, I'm going to show him this also. That uh, oh, uh, Asmodeus, I think is what you called him. Yeah. Man, yeah. that was a killer costume. I love the, uh, the steampunk theme with it, too. That's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. for anybody, anybody listening out there, look him up on Facebook. It's McSlaughter emporium on facebook and you can see exactly what we're talking about and we'll share that Instagram, picture. Face, facebook tiktok everything yeah beautiful and we'll have links to those in the show notes as well so everybody can Perfect. get connected yeah absolutely now correct me if i'm wrong but the mask that's with that costume is that oblivion from immortal absolutely okay that's what oh, I'll so tell you. i'm a huge listen listen this is something i just uh, just i'm working out as of yesterday I am so stoked about this. I'm a huge Immortal fan. I have about 15 more Immortal masks, and they're part of my private collection. So I was actually talking to George, who's one of the owners of Immortal, and yep. we're actually going to get to make a costume for him. And I told him, I said, I want to make you a costume. If you like it, you know, give us a shout out. So he, he actually came over to the booth and talked to us, and he really liked the work. 
So he's excited. So we get to create a costume for one of his masks and fingers crossed. I said, it's going to, it was funny because I asked him, I said, um, you know, what do you have in mind? And he says, I'll let you pick. And I said, you know, oh, it's no pressure. You're going to try to, you know, uh, blow the mind of one of the best mask making companies in the industry. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> kidding. I mean, I mean, you're talking about a mask company that the, that the owners of it, um, you know, George and Andrew, um, yeah. I mean, Andrew has been on the TV show face off doing one face off. Yeah. One yeah. face off. Not a, what was it? Yeah. Season two or something. Uh, it was one of them. I actually found out before, um, I've got some friends that work up there and they actually let it slip out that he won. And I made a comment about the one of the other people and they were like, how, how did you know that? And I was like, nothing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who <laughs> said what now? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think the world of George and Andrew both, um, you know, I've at followed any- them since they had eight masks in trans world. No joke. I, I've, oh, wow. I've followed that company since they had eight masks in the back corner booths years ago. And, and now, now they've, they've got the largest presence. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, hundreds of masks. That's and, where I want to be. And that's where two, I want to be. And, and they'll bring like three different variants of the same mask. That's just how they roll. Wow. Yeah. Um, Unreal. The, the oblivion mask is one of my favorite masks that he makes, by the way. Um, especially with the uv reactive <laughs> yeah yeah I've, I've got that one one of my favorite i got this the um uh, i just went blank <laughs> he's got hand punched hair the uh, i'll think of a minute i've had the mask forever but jerry allman hand punched the hair in it for me oh, it looks incredible it's actually yeah. got a realistic hairline wow. um it took the place of the lo- of the lunatic zombie mask okay the reverend the reverend, the reverend yeah yeah that's a big creepy smile yeah i've got the uh i've got the reverend um what i like to call the corona mask the one that they done the cloth face mask i've got yeah. the reverend cloth mask in my truck that's awesome. <laughs> um so you you have a uh collection of masks apparently according to what you're saying how many do you say you have uh i believe i have 15 15 holy cow yeah Man. i'm i'm actually fixing to uh purchase my first immortal mask um for the costume that i actually picked up in or at trans world oh perfect so, yeah i'm gonna get the uh the hag with punched hair um and I'm yes out, so i like it i like the it. hag that's the uh is that the reverend um it's kind of a form of the reverend from the base um yep. but it's more of a older witchy kind of woman with a big nose okay yeah so. Yeah, they're great, man. I tell you, like, I got a bunch of them. Yeah, they they the fit of them is amazing. So, <laughs> yeah, I love them. All right, well, um, before we get off on a on a really really far tangent about mask, let's let's get back Uh-oh. to you for a minute. <laughs> have, you, have you got anything right now, Flynn? Well, I think one of the biggest things that I want to know is, um, you know, especially when so much goes into like running a haunted attraction, whether it's as an actor or somebody on the operations or, you know, like the owner and leadership side of things, there's a lot on your plate there. But when you start this other business as well, do you find that you have to do a balancing act sometimes of priorities or does one kind of help reignite the fire from another one? If you start to feel like a little bit of burnout starts coming in, how do, how do you juggle the responsibilities for both of those? It's not easy. I'm also a full-time GM at, at advanced auto park. So oh man, I, I have a full-time career as well. So yeah, um, probably sleep is the first thing to, to go. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's difficult. It really is. Of course, when you're, when we're doing the, when we were doing the costumes, it was kind of out of season. Mm-hmm. And so it does kind of light a fire. Cause now we're coming out of this and we're rolling into haunt season. So, and then she's still, you know, uh, doing orders from trans world. So it's not terrible. But, you know, I'm constantly looking for things for both businesses. And so I'm constantly looking for stuff for the haunt, looking for stuff for, for McSlaughter. So it's like, you know, marketplace and that's my, my, my thing, you know, and, and I've got people that look, they go to thrift stores or whatever. Yeah. So we're constantly looking for stuff for both of them. So it is difficult to balance and it's a, it's a lot on my plate, but oh, yeah. I honestly wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Um, as they say, idle hands are the devil's play things. But, you know, if you're doing things you love half the time, it's it's busy. It's, you know, it, it can be stressful, yeah. strenuous stuff. But if you enjoy what you're doing, 
you get that sense of fulfillment, and half the time it probably doesn't even feel like you're actually doing work because it, it, you're just right. enjoying everything that you're doing. And I, I get that 100%. And then another thing that actually came up with the conversation you guys were having about masks, you mentioned the Reverend Mask uh, that was kind of like Corona-based with the, the mask over his face. What was that like for you, um, having the haunted attraction during the first year of the pandemic and then coming back into it? Because 2021 was my first season as a scare actor, but I heard, you know, like some of the veteran actors and actors from the previous season talk about their experiences up at Nightmare. But what was it like for you being, you know, like on the leadership side of things and making adjustments to the ever-changing, ever-crazy world that was going on in that time? So if we had this conversation in April of 2019, it was very grim. It was looking like uh, I didn't know if I was going to be open. Who knows? Right, right. As the year as the year went on, and and people got kind of frustrated with with COVID. The, yeah. The, uh, I was like, you know what? Let's just go with it. We'll see what happens. Yep. Um, and we set up sanitation stations and all that sanitation stations and everything. So the first year uh, of COVID, um, we went on like nothing ever happened, and we literally didn't see but a handful of people wearing masks. Yeah. Um, and we tried to keep a distance. So you had to change your whole, because we're a very yeah. here, here where everything is built um, to detail. And so we, you know, we're all about getting in your comfort zone and making you feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So with the pandemic, it was like, Hey, okay. So now we're going to have to change our acting, you know? Yeah. And so it was a change overall, but as far as, uh, I mean, we didn't miss a beat. And then last year, I don't know what happened. It was a combination. And and I've heard several haunts have had great years because everybody just said, you know, forget this thing. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. And it showed, it, it showed at Transworld because there was a lot of money spent at Transworld. And oh, yeah. we had talked to some people and they were like, everybody had great years, you know. So both years of COVID, I don't want to say we didn't listen to anything, but we didn't. We right, just said. Right. You know, I, we, I just, we just the heck with it, you know, and I and, and it wasn't that we weren't worried about it. And basically we told everybody we, we provided sanitation stations and we cleaned everything that was supposed yep. to was being touched properly. But we put signs up, you know, and that's all you can do. Absolutely. You know? It is. And so we, we, we tried to do the safety aspect and let them know. Yeah. And if they were if they were uncomfortable, we, we had like um, like glowing necklaces and we told them like, if you don't feel comfortable getting anywhere near anybody, if you'll put this around your neck, we'll stay away from you. Your show may suffer, may change a little bit, yeah. but you're still going to get a good show. I think maybe four people that did that, you know, yeah. yep. nobody would, everybody's like, oh, don't worry about it. And I think that's so. just a, that's just a testament too to, like you said, people were tired of it and people wanted to feel like they could get back to normal or, you know, have the world go back to normal. And, you know, yeah. I definitely saw it this season with the amount of people we had at Nightmare and then hearing somebody like Jeff here tell me, like, that this was so different from where it was the previous year or whatever. But I think mm -hmm. just having something where you don't really know what's going on from one day to the next, you have something consistent that you can enjoy, that just, that changes the dynamic for everybody. So I'm glad to hear that, you know, you guys were able to still give people that experience, still have fun with your, like, with your staff and everything, and then still stay safe, so... I'm just, I'm yeah. glad to hear that you guys were able to thrive when so many other people were just, you know, twiddling their thumbs because they don't know what to do. Well, you guys were in a big city, so it was it's different, different yeah, restrictions. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. we had, we had to follow under the, the Metro Nashville yeah. health department yeah. rules we, and all of that. And it was, it was rough. We didn't. And I, we didn't. And, and lucky. basically somebody said, what are you going to do if somebody shows up? And I'm like, well, it'll be case by case. I'll yeah. deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I even heard too, at one point, one of the veteran actors had to you know, wear the disposable mask under his mask. And, you know, it's like, I, I can't even picture that being in the masks I yeah. was in this year. I we, just... Well, and we all did, even on the inside. Really? Um, we had to have either the disposable, you know, medical mask yeah. or or the kind, like the tube that you pull up over your head, like whatever. Like gator or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we had, you know, our, our good friend and future guest, Yuck Yuck. Um, he actually bought a really good mask that fit over his, his mask, mask yeah that that made him look like he was doing a really maniacal smile the whole time i like it so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah those were those were kind of some of the biggest things that i wanted to know because like you know again especially having the multiple endeavors it's easy to 
feel overwhelmed. And I know like Jeff, you and I have had those discussions off air about that. So I'm always curious to see how people that are, you know, like entrepreneurs basically, and that take all these responsibilities on, I'm always curious to see what they do and learn like what they do to, to do the balancing act and make it work. So that's always fascinating for me to hear. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah it's, yeah, it's a mental, job. <laughs> yeah. mental preparedness is mm-hmm. is really tough to handle sometimes. Absolutely. I mean, me and me and him, you know, at the time that this is recording, it's right after Transworld, basically. But me and him have been recording basically three days a week um, for two different podcasts, plus doing wrestling shows and all that good stuff. Oh yeah. Um, this week we're going five days straight, Tuesday through Saturday. So I mean, it's it's going to be a rough one. Then next week we're going to turn around and do another four weeker, so or Lord four dayer. Lord of the podcast and wrestling world and hot world, please help us. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean it's it it's worth it in the end because it's all still so fulfilling. And then seeing you take these steps into these new inter- entertainment worlds too is an awesome thing to see. So yeah. it, it's a very fulfilling experience, but. Yeah. Man, I'm going to let you get back to it because I'm, I'm enjoying having you run the show here. <laughs> so I've got a question for you, and, and, I know, and I know you know this person very well. Um, they have been a guest from our haunt to your haunt several oh, times, yeah. lives down there in your area. And I'm just kind of curious on how you met our good friend and possible future guest. I know you're listening. How did you meet our good friend, Bunny Man? I didn't realize he lived so close and uh, just going up there to, to nightmare and seeing him, his, his work, his costume has just always had me at all, you know, and I just, he's, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. And we got the, we got the talking and I found out he lived close by. And so uh, I was like, Oh, Hey, at that time I was actually working in that town and I was like, Hey, you know, stop by. So he pulled his mask up to show me, he's like, well, this is what I look like when I come in. And I remember his eyes because he had those big, white i was like dude that looks so cool so he i've been a fan of his of his work for a while we become friends on facebook and i you know of course i facebook stalked him you know it's always working he's just he's he's a he is a, an amazing actor oh he's yeah. very talented and um i'm sure you guys know if you don't we do a toy drive every year yep and that's what he was invited down for we do a toy drive first of december every year and basically, we open the woods up. You bring a toy donation, and you get into the woods. And uh, this will be our fourth annual this year. So, I really want to push that. You know, if you guys are, you know, obviously it comes closer to time. Absolutely. So we open up. We open up for volunteer actors. And that's how he come down. And um, he's just a great guy. You know, I just met him at Nightmare, and just was you know saw him and just appreciate his talent. And I don't meet a stranger. So I just go up that. and start talking to him. Yeah, and next thing that. you know. Yeah. yeah, I can I can attest to the fact that you say you don't meet a stranger because you know you know where we met standing outside of oh, my yeah. haunt, and you yep. just walked up and you was like, "Hi, I'm Rob. I own Malice," and you was like, <laughs> "Oh, by the way, here's a flyer. Come to this." <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff. I made a woman puke five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, uh, he is he's great, and uh, I tell you, he's. Uh, He's very talented, and and when he's down here, like he just, you know, he's he, he's an awesome fit. But I know where he's where his loyalty lies. Yeah, he's, <laughs> it, you know, it's it's really funny because you, the you said he he lifted the veil of the mask. You know, for you, there's there's people at our haunt that has never yeah. seen his face. As uh as <laughs> as we say in wrestling, he lives the gimmick. Like he keeps kayfabe. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, there's because like if he shows up, like he shows up with his head wrap before he puts the mask on, and you know, like nobody outside, even if it was like just a, a random patron that was one of the last ones out, he's still covered up. He, I mean, he could walk out, nobody would know it was him, but he still keeps it covered. He still lives that character until he's in his car and on his way well, home. So I, I guess I guess we have a special bond. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I love going to uh, Taco Bell he's... after hot nights and make up and you know just freaking out the people. <laughs> If they're still open, that's that's a thing now. Yeah. God. <laughs> but, man, that's that's awesome. And just to give him a little bit more credit, too, like, he was very instrumental in not only helping myself, but, you know, like, several other new actors that were on Q-Line at Nightmare this year. And, you know, like, if we ever had a question or we ever needed help or 
you know, like, there was a new mask or costume that they wanted to try us out, and he was very good about being hands-on and, you know, helping with, like, little tweaks or, hey, maybe try this for this character or whatever, and, you know, he was just so good about that and making the new actors feel comfortable and, you know, he made you feel empowered, which was an awesome thing to see and an awesome thing to feel, too. So, got to give that guy as much credit in the world as we possibly can. He's uh, he's the epitome of, I mean, he lives the character, like you said. And, yep. like, you can just watch him. Like, if nobody's around, he's just sitting there doing his thing. Yep. You know, oh, he yeah. stays in character. Yeah. And I respect that, like, so much because that's something I harp here. You know, when, when patrons are coming through the scenes, you know, I don't want anybody to be on their phones. I don't nope. want anybody talking. I said, you play the character because these people pay to be entertained, not necessarily scared because you can't scare everybody, but they pay to be entertained and they don't want to see somebody come in. You know, they walk in and somebody on their phone or out of character and, you know, staying in character is something that, that in my opinion, I hold near and dear because that's like the ultimate, you know, you stay in character. So that guy is the epitome because whether he's standing there by himself or he's a group of 50 people, he is in character. Absolutely. And that's one of the things, too, when he was walking by, like, not to pull too far behind the curtain, but, you know, he'd be walking by and checking in with the other Q-Line actors while we were out there asking if we were good and everything. But like clockwork, he wouldn't miss a beat. If a group of people came by, he would be right on them. Mm -hmm. And then, like, as you're getting the other group or the other people that are going by, as soon as they pass and there's a clear moment, he checks on you, he goes right back to it. It's like he doesn't miss a beat. He's got it down to a science. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a severe passion for it. And I oh, respect yeah. that. Oh yeah, he's yeah. very much so. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I want to go back to something you just said there. Um, you know, and and as I described to you, the way that we or why we wanted to start this podcast was to educate people that was wanting to get into it, or people that's been into it for a short time, so that we can you know maybe give them a little bit of hint uh, pointers, not hinders. <laughs> I'm, I sound like you tonight. Uh -oh. Um so I've I've and you come up with something about being on your phone there um and it brought up something in my mind that I had somebody tell me once was uh, if if somebody sees you on your phone or with your mask off or just standing there talking to another actor or something like that you break down that fourth wall. Yep. Um yes. I mean and that what I'm referring to by that is in acting you have what's called the fourth wall, which is basically that barrier in somebody's mind that the, turns the it into reality. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so in, in, in a, in a haunt world, you know, that reality has to be there or else it's just a cool building again. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I try to get that point across to all of our new actors every year too, is when they ask me for things is like, Hey, don't be caught on your phone. Or if I see yeah. them, you know, yeah. Hey, I'm not trying to tell you what to do because I'm not your boss, but you know, that if somebody sees you on that phone, it it's, Oh, that's just a human on a phone. Yep. I wonder what they're exactly. posting on Snapchat, you know? So, yeah, see, that's like you go into the first thing you go into here, which last year was a, was a funeral home and you walk into it. There's, there's, there's smells, there's, there's particular lighting, there's yeah. decoration. You walk into what you feel like is a old funeral home in the woods. Mm -hmm. and so as you walk and then you get greeted by a character that's fitting for the scene and then you smell other smells and as you go on you go into the autopsy room where everything is real all the equipment all the tables you go into our cemetery where we have real granite headstones they're legit granite headstones Ooh. so as you're walking you're thinking i'm really in the i'm, I'm in a creepy yeah. cemetery and so and then like you said if you see somebody leaning against the street talking smoking a cigarette it's like oh wait no i'm not i'm just in Belfast, <laughs> so <laughs> try to stay away from that. But but yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. And that's one thing I love about um, going to different haunted attractions and things like that is the fact that I kind of I, I try to put myself in that. I try to immerse myself in that because you know for for fifteen or twenty minutes out of that day, that is when I'm not thinking about work. That is not when I'm thinking about. Yeah anything else but being there at that haunt i am completely out of my head i am enjoying myself for that 20 or 30 minutes you know however long it is and when somebody sees you on that phone it, it takes that yeah. and yep. brings them back to reality again because there's a lot of people that actually are in the same boat that i am they they go to movies or haunted houses and things like that just to get away from the world for you know however long it may be mm-hmm 
I don't go to haunted houses nowhere near as much as I'd like. That's why I try yeah. to sneak up every y'all's every chance I can. And I've seen you three times it. last year. So <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you three times last year. So lucky number three, <laughs> Jeff. Well, you know, Jinx. You know, I, he come down to the toy drop event. You know, and and I went up there and did the axe throwing up there. So uh, I mean, he always was- invites me. Back. Can't say no. There was a couple of ours that came down to your toy drive oh, event. Yeah. Um, yeah. Previous guests of the show too. As a matter, that's what I was fixing to say. As a matter of fact, Justin and Caitlin Whitaker came down um, for the toy drive. I do believe. Um, I believe. Yeah, Jinx did tell me some other people were down there. Yeah, they did. And, that's, and, that's awesome. I love and it. And I'm oh. going to I'm going to get down there to you sometime this year too. It's just a matter. Don't of threaten me with a good time. <laughs> I'll be on your we back are, in the Yoda backpack. We are we are actually doing. Uh, next month, a uh, Friday thirteenth weekend. Oh, beautiful, so, same here. Let's see, we can't do Friday the thirteenth because that's our halfway to Halloween event. But, <laughs> but hey, hey, here's a good thing though, for all the listeners. You know, like there's two options now if you're in the Tennessee area for two quality shows. Why not make a weekend out of it and do the loop and get both shows in there? Absolutely. Go support or Jeff will find you. Rar. Yeah. <laughs> but that um Oh wait, we don't say rar or boo or get out. Get out. Wait, yeah. I tell you to get out all the time. You take your dog eggs and go, Jeff. <laughs> but uh no serious question though with something you just said, especially talking about like making it a believable scene, making things real. Like it's a conversation that's come up with fellow actors on here before about having authenticity and bringing real bits and pieces of you to these crazy characters and you know, whatever it may be, just being committed to it. When you have new actors that come in, is it easy for you with your experience to spot somebody that you think is going to be a standout or that you know is going to be a standout and has an it factor? Or do you just kind of have a a wait and see and kind of help nurture them to get to that point mentality? What's that like? Yes and no. I mean, usually you can, you can identify somebody that's got it. Yep. Um, um, there are a handful of times when you can mold people in this day and age people are different animals they're just yeah oh yeah i ain't gotta say it we all know but it's they're, they're just different but um people are there's been some spooky. people that have come on and i can walk through a scene and just see them do one group of people and i'll go over there between scenes and i'll pull them aside and be like that was phenomenal do that every time. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are times I go through and I give them const- constructive criticism and they take it and run with it. There are some people that are just incorrigible and you can't teach them nothing. And it's yeah. like, Hey, stand in the corner and hit that button, you know? But yeah, I, I've seen it both ways. Yeah. Um, and when you get somebody that's, that has a natural talent for it, I try to utilize them, give them more responsibility and, and lean on them Absolutely. because if anybody human nature, if you feel important, they're going to latch on. Yes, and let sir. me tell you, that's how I've built my crew because I've utilized their strengths. And, you know, I don't have to be a tech guy because I've got a great one. Exactly. You know, I don't have to be a professional carpenter because I got a great one. So that's, and that's, that's kind of how I do my, 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 my actual business, you know, my, my job. Yeah. And this. And I mean, that's, that's the sign of an intelligent person and a great leader too you know where your strong suits are and then you surround yourself with other people to help complete that bigger picture and complete that puzzle. Because like you said, you've got a tech guy, you've got somebody for this, somebody for that. And it just, it's a well-oiled machine at that point. I I love that dynamic of it. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're just trying to flatter me. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I've got something on what he just said. You have your, your core that helps you run the haunt at any point. Throughout the season, do you get to cut loose, get in costume, and go out and scare people yourself? Okay, so there's a there's a there's a little funny story. Back in the day when I was small, we were small. Not I was small. I've never been small. When the haunt was small, <laughs> I feel you there, brother. Uh, there. <laughs> when the haunt was small, I had a buddy of mine that helped me do everything, and and um, my profile picture that was what I was at Andrew Springs. And I did that forever. Um, but prior to that, my buddy told me he's like Rob. I come in and never dress up. And I said, man, I don't have time. I got to make sure this is running. You know, people, this is back when the walls were built cheap. You know, somebody jumps against it, the wall falls down, I have to go oh, fix yeah. it. Yeah. And I said, I, I don't have time. And so he goes, he got everybody together and they formed a cult. And they said they were not acting unless I dressed up. 
So, <laughs> mutiny, mutiny. What do we want? So, Robin costume. When do we want it? Now. So I was, so this is a little funny joke. It's a little poke at me. And, and I'm going to tell him to listen to this podcast because he'll appreciate this. So me being a smart aleck, I go in and I grab a black cloak and I grab a skeleton mask. And I throw a skeleton mask on and I go to the door and I open it up and he goes, all right. You're the healthiest skeleton I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, now the present time, I actually have a lot of my actors are adamant. They want me to dress up and I, there's a part of me that would love to, but I just, I don't know. I like to mingle with the people. I'm, I'm, I'm small town. I love, I love shaking hands of people. We've had people travel up from different places. And when I get into character, I don't talk or I, 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 I don't like to, like I said, knock down that fourth wall. When I'm in character, I'm in character. Yeah. And I don't want to have a conversation with you in my normal voice. So it's hard for me to go in and out, if yeah. that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Understandable. So. And and I know from seeing, you know, Jinx um interact in a haunt, even when he does get into character for the few nights that he actually has the opportunity to he still is in operations mode at the same time. Yep. So I completely get that. So I would love to, and one day I will, but you know, I like talking to people. I like meeting people and finding out where they're from and how they heard about us. And I'm still at the volume where I'm not, at, I'm, I'm nowhere near you guys numbers, but I'm at the volume where I can talk to a lot of people and actually have those conversations. And so I like that. I want to get to where I'm not able to, I mean, honestly, but I'm going to hate that as well because I love the small town feel. I love, you know, being able to see 90% of the faces that come through here, but yeah. I want to get to Nashville nightmare standards. You know, that would be amazing. We actually had a joke. We had a joke back in the day. We called it the Brad plan. That was our, <laughs> our plan was to live, breathe and eat haunt because I actually worked for Brad at, at Halloween express years ago. Okay. No joke. Okay. He was actually coming to me. He, we were talking and I told him where I was from. I told him, and he mentioned he wanted to open a horror high. And I had, there's an abandoned school here in town. And I actually tried to talk to him about buying it. And that's a long story, but uh, I've known Brad for a long time. And so, uh, but yeah, we always called it the Brad plan. And that was to uh, do everything completely, do everything haunt. And <laughs> I'm going to get it one day. <laughs> hey, and I'll, and I'll tell you, you're, you're making a good name for yourself. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you really are. I've, I've seen, and I'm not just saying that, you know, from, from me being a haunter and knowing you and you coming to our haunt and things like that, and me wanting to come to yours, um, the reviews and things like that, that you get online, um, are, are pretty phenomenal. Absolutely. So. We, we're, we're big on those reviews. Uh, we, we don't encourage, and we actually don't ask people that are family or friends to do those. Mm-hmm. And I can't seriously tell you that all of them are not family or friends, but we, we try to stick with people that have no affiliation with us whatsoever, because I want an honest, non-biased opinion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've one, one store comes through, this couple come through and they were from the Ringo, Georgia. And I was like, how'd you hear about us? And he tells me, he goes, so I said, all right, they, they did a, a front yard haunt. They did haunts for a while. I said, give me an honest opinion. Let me know when you get out. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. And he come around and he asked me straight up. He goes, that was phenomenal. And he was like, he's like, how much do you pay your actors? And I said, well, very little. And I told him how much we paid and he, he didn't believe me. He goes, those guys were amazing. And he just went on and on. And, and I was, it, it, those are the, it blows me away and I really love it. So that's why I do it. You know, yeah. it's, it's just a, because uh, i enjoy it that's and that's the main reason right there more than anything you love it you feel fulfilled that's that's the goal right there it's a labor of love yes it, it really is it really not is. quite a labor of profit yet <laughs> i was i was having a discussion with with somebody that i work with at my regular nine to five and was talking to him you know we've got this for the haunt and we've got that for the haunt and i've got to go do this and i've got to go do that and he was like man you do a lot just for a hobby and i was like hold up being a true haunter is not a hobby. It is a lifestyle. Very true. Yeah. It is. That's so it. It is. We we choose to live this lifestyle. It's not a hobby by any means. 
Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And then speaking of this lifestyle, Jeff, we've got our two go-to questions mm -hmm. that we always ask. Would you like to start this one off or would you like me to? I'll let you do it since I've been in the driver's seat the whole time. Okay. I'll start with mine then. Let's talk about, and usually we ask, you know, like we ask the actors what their favorite scare is, you know, throughout their, their acting career. But in your case, since you've worn so many different hats, whether it's been making a costume for somebody or, you know, running the operations and having a new part of your attraction opened or even, you know, like just being in character yourself, what would you say has been your favorite scare, memory, or, or costume that you've made? You can pick any one of those three. What would you say is the one that stands out the most to you? There's a lot, but there's one that I probably tell the story about, and I get a kick out of it. Um, it was back in the Andrew Spring days, and mm -hmm. picture on my profile was actually taken at Andrew Springs, it was about the same time. And that's how I looked when I, when I got into character, like I did my waterline and everything. So I'd blacked out my eyes. My, you right. could, you could not see any flesh tone whatsoever. My shirt, everything. I was, I lived that character much like our, our friend we talked, we talked about. Yes, sir. So I was line entertainment. That's what I've always done. And so I come walking around the ticket booth and there was this group of people and they come up and there was this, this older lady. Uh, and she took one look at me. And I'm, we're probably 10 feet away. She looks at me, hadn't bought her ticket. And she says, nope. And she turns around and starts walking away. <laughs> but what do you think I did? I followed her. So here I am walking behind her. She's walking. She looks back. She sees me walking. She starts walking a little faster. So I start walking a little faster. Um, by the time it's over with, we're at a slight jog. I mean, you can, if you can imagine that. <laughs> We get to, I'm, I'm full costume, knives and everything. I'm talking about apron. I mean, I'm in work boots. Yeah. And I'm, I'm in the parking lot. She gets in her car, she slams the door and I'm pecking on the window with my, my knife. And so she's screaming bloody murder. It's terrible. I'm like, okay, this woman's going to have a heart attack. I'll quit. So I'll walk away. The next day, my mother sees me and she says, you didn't tell me so-and-so come to the haunt. And I said, who? And she said, the woman you chased to the car. And I said, I don't know who it was. And she said, well, why did you chase her? And I said, because she ran. And <laughs> she said, you didn't know her? And I said, no. She said, well, she thought for sure you did. And I said, I had no clue who she was. She just ran. <laughs> <laughs> at, at any point, was you going through the chase? Was you going through your head? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't hear me if I was. And so <laughs> she was running. Oh man, that is amazing. And she made herself like she made it obvious. So she she was kind of asking for it if if you ask me, but well, you know, and that's the bad thing about it is if you if you really want to think about it from our perspective, she got scared. You ran her back to her car. She got free entertainment. That's yeah, not fair. She got it for free. <laughs> Actually pretty intelligent, really. So Exactly. The old free 99. You can't beat that. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so so Rob, I'm going to give you my go-to um, that I always want to get out for the newbies, you know, and all that. Um, what kind of advice would you give somebody starting in the industry? Um, be passionate about it. You know, uh, it's not easy. Um, don't go for the quick, you know, the, the, the quick buck, I guess you'd say. Um, if you really enjoy it and really love it, you know, put the time and effort into it and learn your craft and, you know, just be a shining star. That's uh, if you want to go, if you want to go, you know, get to, to where I'm at with it or, or you guys, you know, it's, uh, it's not just you, you know, jumping out and scaring somebody, you know, take it serious. And that's, that's the main thing is, you know, cause these people, it's just like anything I tell everybody, you know, if you go to a haunt and you pay 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 bucks and you go to a haunt and you see somebody just kind of half-assing it, you're mm -hmm. like, that kind of sucks, you know? Yeah. And just give the people their money, you know, and, and, and take it serious. Yeah. Um, I, I had somebody, I had one of our new people this year approach me and it's like, man, all they're doing is putting me in speaker scares and, and I just can't get into it. And I said, it's hard. Speaker scares are a little more difficult to do, but I said, here's the best, best piece of advice that I can give you is, um, 
make that speaker scare the best speaker scare in the whole house. You know, just because you're hitting a button and you don't get to come out and verbally say something to somebody, they're still seeing you. So you Mm -hmm. can be animated and still interact with them. So you just make that the best damn speaker scare that you can. And they came back the next night and was like, you know what? That was, that was a lot more fun now that I've actually threw more of it to it and wasn't just, Oh, be creative. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Be creative. So that's what, that's what we strive. uh, We thrive on is this creativity. Absolutely. Yep, It is. And the crazy thing is, is you would think that as long as this industry has been around, that people have done everything, but they have not. Like I see things every year that just blow my mind with holy cow they done that like why did we never think of that yeah. you know it's it's just crazy how that works like who would have ever oh, yeah. thought to put ears on a bunny mask with a and and attack people and i mean it's who would have thought about that <laughs> you're right and, and it works and and you know uh there's a rat floating around there somewhere that goes hand in hand with the bunny i mean it's yeah. just well the thing is the not just the ears and the bunny, but it's it's the total package. It's his mannerisms. It's yeah, his action. Yeah, it is everything. I mean, you know, you put ears on a bunny on some actors, and it's going to be like, well, it's ears on a bunny, you know. And Peter Cottontail. Exactly, exactly. But with him, it's like that's creepy. Yeah. Yep. So, that's yeah. it. Bo- and body language is, you know, eighty percent of the scare. So absolutely. I mean, we actually do actor classes, and we try to teach this to new actors, and he would be a great teacher. Yes. I'm, I'm sure if you ask him, he probably would. I'm, I'm actually excited, too, because that's actually something I get to be hands-on with, where I get to bring all of my experiences in to help these new actors. And, you know, like he was very instrumental in my acting classes, mm-hmm. so it was just getting another chance to pay it forward and kind of bringing it full circle with what all he brings to the table and being so willing to pass that knowledge on, too. So it's yeah. awesome. Yes, yep. sir. But man, now we're getting to the fun part, and we actually have a name for this segment now. Now that Jeffro has dipped his toes into the water of the wrestling world, we have a new segment now, and everybody knows what we're going to do here, but we're now going to call it, Call It in the Ring. And what we're going to do here, this is all done on the fly, we're going to hand the reins over to Rob, and he's going to get the chance to ask each of us two questions. We don't know what those questions are going to be. We don't know who he's even going to ask first. Nothing is off limits, and it's about to get spooky for us. We've been grilling him for about an hour here, so now it's his turn to get his revenge here. So, Rob, we are at your mercy, and it's going to get spooky. I can already feel it. <laughs> I didn't get too bad. I do have a question that's been brewing in my head for, for you, Flynn. Yes. If we tied your hands, could you speak? Oh, man. that <laughs> It's so funny you do that because it is a... I don't even know where the habit came up other than just doing wrestling promos and trying to do my best Randy Savage of pointing and all that stuff, but it's actually (laughs) something that got pointed out by, um, if anybody follows voice acting and they know like Cow and Chicken or, you know, Tiny Toons or whatever, if anybody knows who Charlie Adler is, in a workshop I did with him, he said, you know, you are so... You are so punctuated with your hands more so than you are your words. It's like you've got this controlled energy that just comes out with your hands. And he's like, I challenge you to do a, to do a read for me and not use your hands. And lo and behold, I get right to the finish line of it. And what do I do? I use my hands, but I'm able to ad lib and make fun of it. And it makes him break character because he's trying to be, you know, the, the stern, hard ass instructor. But it's one of those things like, I don't even think about doing it just happens because I catch myself doing it in the booth and you know, like if I'm, if I'm in the dangle beard mask, I've got the hook on, I'm doing it with the hook. I don't know where I picked it up outside of like watching Randy Savage do it, but I don't even think about it, man. It just happens. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen him do um, his creepy spooky laugh before. And when he does it, he does this with his hands. <laughs> it's real fun. I do the mannerisms <laughs> of it, <laughs> but yeah, let's, uh, let's try that sometime. Let's see if I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see my when I, hear the intro, when I hear the intro, I just imagine him doing that kind of creep, kind of bent over and just kind of That's it. That's it. It helps get that right tone. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. I, I noticed it. that when you first started, I was like, that's what I'm gonna ask him. <laughs> <laughs> 
beautiful. Every, every time, unless he's saying right or awesome or something like that, it's, it's, he's always talking with his hands. I'm always. a very animated person. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I guess for Jeff, uh, uh, a question is just more of a generalized question. What What is your... Um, What's your favorite type of character in a haunt? Is it like a demon or like a more of a realistic type thing, like a zombie? Or I don't have demons in my haunt just because they're not real-ish. And I love demons, but I'm just trying to figure out what you, you know, being a night and up in nightmare and everything. What what is your favorite type of scary character? Uh, to me, I'm not really a fan of a character as more as I am a scare type. Um, I'm the kind of guy that likes to push the boundaries a little bit. Um, you know, to me, if if somebody's just walking through going, oh, this is a haunted house, I'm not doing my job. But if I can do something to make them uncomfortable while they're there, then that uncomfortableness is what's sparking that fear out of them. Yeah. Um, my biggest thing, and and you can attest to this probably, is my size. You know, I'm I'm not small by any means. I'm six foot three. You know, I'm uh, three hundred pounds, uh, almost three hundred pounds, something like that. I'm I'm a big guy. He's a big boy. <laughs> um, so I use that to my advantage. Um, which I'm kind of with my new costume idea. I'm kind of turning around and and going short instead of tall with it and then I'm going yeah. to, you know, get really close to somebody and then use my height at that point. Um so I'm I'm curious to see how that's going to go. It's going to be fun to try out. But um yeah, I'm I'm not really I mean, I like all characters. I like the the zombie characters and I like the without it sounding too strange and odd the the schoolgirl type characters and the the football player characters and things like that. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm a hundred percent hot, but that's just yeah. my kind of haunt style that I like the most out of all of them. I like realistic characters, I guess you'd say, yeah. like creepy old people or yeah, or you know the odd doctor. You know, I'm a huge fan of medical, anything medical, but I really love sadistic, creepy clowns, and that's actually I want to get my first tattoo is a full sleeve of clowns. Oh, nice. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. That's that's what I want, but I've got to find somebody that can do it, what I want. So I might but, know a uh, person up in uh up in Nashville that could help you out with that. So yeah. we'll get connected off air and I'll get you in touch with her. Definitely. That's that sounds exciting. Absolutely. Are, are you talking about a past guest from the I Know You Hear Me podcast? Of course I am. <laughs> Cheap plug, go listen to that episode. It dropped last week uh, as we're recording this. Go check out Kelsey Overby and her information for the tattoo shop is in the show notes if you're looking for a tattoo. <laughs> Robbie, we'll get connected off air about that one. That wasn't a cheap plug. That was an expensive plug. It's my show, <laughs> Jeff. That was well. That was a good radio voice. I, that was good. Good tone. Good job. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Now to the main event of these questions. We got one more each. Let's see where it goes from here. Oof. Well, this is a... Uh, another general question. It's going to go to the to the both of you. So, okay, how do you feel about comedy in a haunt? I'm I'm all for it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, personally, I had to use a lot of comedy last year, especially like with some of the characters that I had out in the line. Especially like because I'm I was probably one of the smaller people out there anyway, and you know, like being in a squid mask or being a pirate. Or even being a clown, you know, like, Yuck Yuck had his thing, so I had to find something different. Or we had, um, God, I guess we gotta bring this game back now, future guest of the show, Seven. Uh, you know, he's like a six-foot-three dollar store version of The Rock, but he's out there doing his things, and he, it's easier for him to scare people because he's so big and intimidating, and they think he's a statue. Here I am at five-seven. You know, I can sneak up on somebody, I can get them that way, but I get my, I guess my reactions through, like, being a dickhead pirate or just, you know, like telling a dirty joke to one of the adults or making the kids laugh if they got kids because I got to keep it G-rated. But, you know, it was more entertainment and wrestling heel-based for me just to be something different from everybody else out there. So that was, it, it worked in my favor this past season, I'll yeah. say that. Um, yeah. And with with me, it was, I used to be against it 
until I went to a haunted attraction once that had um in in their queue line they had a nurse character and you know the 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 gloves that have the syringes on the ends for the fingernails and things and she walked up to me and you know kind of loud where the rest of our group could say um oh it'll only hurt for a second it's just a little prick and then she got right in my ear between me and and the person that was with me and it's like i bet you heard that before <laughs> and, 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 and you know at that point i was like that was gold like oh. i mean i'm sure she'd done that to every guy that was my size or you know every guy that was around but you know it was like okay you got your laugh out of me I'm terrified of needles, so your fingers scared the hell out of me. I don't, right? You know, I say I'm terrified of needles, but you know, I'm covered. In what are these? What are these confused but, inner feelings I'm having right now? That's what's scary. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I'm I'm for comedy to a certain point, but at, at a certain you know that that comedy act still needs to have a a sense of spook to it. Yes, of so, course. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah. That's what I, um, I've got a lot of scenes that are like that. They have a touch of dark humor, you know, and, but right a lot of, cool. so, um, I love yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to get down there this year. Um, Absolutely. And at some point, maybe, I, maybe I you really, need to open up just a, uh, Jeff and Flynn Hendricks. Um, don't event. threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I, let me tell you, I sent a text out for the Friday the 13th deal and I said, I spit it on our page and I was like, this is completely a shot in the dark. I don't know what we're going to do. And so they all offered to be volunteers and every single one of my actors, like I'm down, I'm down, I'm down, I'm down, I'm down. So we're nice. opening up. So nice. I can do, I could probably let them hear this podcast. But, all right. These guys want to open up for a weekend. I promise you they will get together. And they will, <laughs> and they will make you work yourself. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm in. Cause I haven't got a chance to go to any haunt since I became a scare actor. So I'm I'm all in for it. I got to make up for lost time. <laughs> this is a good place you could do a remote podcast. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I would I not it. say no. You you're telling us don't tempt you with a good time. Don't tempt us with a good time. Because first first remote podcast. Yes, yes. I mean, I can have all the equipment packed up in ten minutes. We're down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it right now. Come on, I'll wait for you. <laughs> well, That's an hour and a half drive. I got to get up in the morning. <laughs> I got we we actually built a stage during off season, so we're actually doing concerts out here as well. Oh, so, nice. That's cool. Um, now, hang on. Can you can you implement the idea we've been trying to do at Nightmare of live wrestling on the Midway too? So actually, funny story, I actually had a guy contact me, want to put, put a, a ring in the middle of the midway off season, not during season, obviously, but to put a ring out there and because he would need a place to do it. And I bet I know who it was. I, <laughs> I was all for it. I bet I know um, who it was. I'm going to ask you the name off air, but yeah, I, I definitely bet I know who it was. And so I'm, I am all for generating um, because I'm kind of off the beaten path. Yeah. Uh, I'm all for generating people out here. We, we've had two concerts so far and they were heavy metal. It's not really my cup of tea. Right, I had right. A guy approach hey, you got a stage. I've got a sound guy. I've got lighting. So um, we threw it together and we've had a couple of events and it's been pretty good. Nice. I've got a big one coming up on May 28th with 12 bands. And then I got another one on June 26th with five bands. Wow. And I'm actually talking to another guy right now. So. When I tell you, if there's a dollar to be made, I'm going to find it. I'm actually working on my shaved ice vehicle now. I've got an ambulance. Man. I'm going to turn to a shaved ice truck. The hustle never uh, stops, man. <laughs> I love well, it. I got, I got to get that, got to get that money. That's it. I mean, the bills don't stop coming, and I get that. Yeah. And but man. anything you guys, if you guys got anything in mind, I mean, if you want to do a live remote, I'd be more than happy. You want to, uh, whatever you want to come down, hang out, whatever. Let's I'm make it for, happen. Let's make it happen. Like, you know, that would be that would be really cool. I know me and you have talked about getting some more of your guys and stuff on the show. Yes, please. We could we could do a really big show down there and have your guys on and you and maybe Don't maybe try to get me. maybe try to get <laughs> chuckles. Since, Don't tease since me I'm like still that. trying to get chuckles. Right. I'll hey, I'll make one phone call and chuckles chuckles he'll be there. <laughs> nice. I love it. Let's make it happen. Let's awesome. make all this happen. I love that this has turned into that because I mean, there's so many opportunities. I'm excited to make this happen because yeah. I feel like this thing is taking on a life of its own and I'm just excited to see where it's going to go next. Yeah. So am I. 
Um, so I think we're going to drive this thing on home for tonight, aren't we, Flynn? I believe so. So um, I just want to throw this out real quick. Um, check him out on online, uh, malicehauntedattraction.com. Uh, check out McSlaughter Emporium. Um, have you got the website up for that yet? No, we haven't got that far. Literally, when I tell you this transpired two months, we started on McSlaughter in January, and we made Transworld in March. So wow, yeah, yeah. I yeah. knew it was. I knew it was really quick, but I didn't know if you had a website. So check them out on Facebook with McSlaughter Emporium on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, there you go. Go ahead. And you, you know the deal. You know how we operate. We're gonna have links to the show notes. We're gonna make it easy for you guys. So everything you need to get connected here, everything you want to know about these attractions. It's going to be in the show notes. Everything you want to know about how to get connected with Malice, with Robbie, everything. We make it easy for you. So you know what to do. After you subscribe and you leave us that five star and that written review, get down into those show notes. Hop on social media. Connect with Robbie. Connect with us. Spread the word on both and just get the word out there and help keep both of our networks growing. Yeah, absolutely. Flynn, you couldn't have said that any better there. (laughs) (laughs) So. I want to tell you, this is a great idea. Thank you for having me on. It was an honor. Thank you. And um, whatever I can do to help, I'm there. And that definitely, that goes both ways for sure. Or three ways, I, I yeah, guess is the best abso- way to say absolutely. it. And, and we appreciate you coming on. Um, absolutely. I, I I thought it was so cool when I pitched you the idea. You was like, yeah, whatever you need, I'm, I'm in. You know, That's from, right. From, All and, in. And I basically reached out to you within the first three days of me and him going live with this idea. Yep. Really? And, yeah. Like you was, you was the first one that wasn't from our home hunt that, um, I reached out to. And ironically enough, you're going to be the first episode to air that was not from our home hunt. So congratulations on that. You made a milestone. Yes, sir. (laughs) Knocking them out here. No autographs, no autographs. (laughs) (laughs) Robbie, I appreciate it. Thanks again, man. Absolutely. I've had a blast. Absolutely. Y'all got my number, whatever you need. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And, to all of our listeners out there, again, we want to thank you for continuing to support this show. We hope that you're going to get subscribed on everything and support Robbie and Malice here as well. And, you know, until next time, we're going to be out doing some spooky things. Robbie's going to be out doing some spooky things. But before we come back with another spooktacular episode in a couple weeks, Jeff, is there anything that our listeners need to do? Um, trying to think. What, oh, oh, I know I one. need some help. Start believing that dogs lay eggs because we've already broken that rumor. We we proved it here with the uh, the Easter puppy. So only once a year. Yeah, once a year counts. Okay, but is there anything else besides starting to believe that these people need to do? Um, no, no, I don't think so. Are you sure about that? Uh, I don't know, Rob. Do you know what he's talking about? Maybe. Um, is it uh? something to do with stay spooky that's it oh yeah that's it yeah that's it that's That's it. that's it and we know you hear us oh we do thank you for listening this week and we hope you'll tune in next time for another spooktacular episode Tales from the Haunt has been a Flynn Hendricks production. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>